Uh, I just believe in the process, and we're, we're going to win going through the process. Now, Bill's Mafia, it's time for the main event. So sit back and enjoy the show. Bill's Mafia, welcome to the Red, White and Buffalo Blues, a UK Bill's podcast, Bill's News with a UK twist. We've got Mark with his, you probably won't see this because we're doing this audio, with his little tag when he came on saying, fuck Ken Dorsey. And myself, Matt, um, talking about the the shit show. Let's call it that. And we're going to apologise right now for the amount of swearing that's probably going to happen in this episode. The shit show of a of a week six clash, week seven clash, whatever week it is. I've just lost count the amount of rubbish we've actually done the last few weeks. Um, game against the Patriots. And Mark, do... do did you think, like me and probably Robin as well in Singapore, who only watched the highlights, ever think that at this point of the season we'll be four and three? <laughs> and so, so to begin with, fuck Ken Dorsey. Um, that's the theme. That's the theme that's going to come up a lot in this podcast. Um, no, no, I didn't uh, in a million years think we would be four and three, um, and. Looking, and let's let's be honest, we're we're sort of lucky to be four and three. If the referee mm. calls a, if the referee calls a, a DPI penalty in the Giants game that probably should have been called, they've got the ball and untimed down on the one yard line. Saquon Barkley runs it in. We've actually got a losing record after seven games, and we are we're in the period of the season now where this was meant to be the run of games. These four games: the Jags, Giants, Patriots, Bucks. That was meant to be the bankers. This was going to be the tricky one after the after the difficult Dolphins game that we played. Um, and this is just this season is getting an all too familiar feel about it. Is if I think back over to the last couple of seasons, we've played. There's been two separate occasions where we've played and, and beaten the Chiefs and looked every inch a team that was going to go on and win the Super Bowl. Um, and then we've absolutely slumped mid-season. We've started losing games that were ridiculous to lose because the offense couldn't get it together. Yeah, we did that last season where we beat the Chiefs, and then I think the game after that was against the Jets, and we we, we were terrible. Um, and this this season, it's happened again. We put in a performance against the Dolphins, put up forty-eight points. Offense looks like it's like firing on all cylinders, incredible. And since then. We've been absolutely garbage, except yeah. for the fourth quarter in every game. Um, we've been the first three quarters of games, we've been appalling. And oh yeah, it's just I feel this it's just all too it's all too familiar. I just I'm just trying to think what why are we so slow at starting at the moment? Why is this why are we when we've had explosive offense against the Raiders? the Redskins, the Dolphins to then go slow and actually um, held in the first in the first half of the last three games, held to a combined 10 points and take us to pretty much the second quarter to actually score our first points in the last few games. What 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 are we attributing? What can we attribute to that slow, sluggish start that gives that, that now puts us behind Behind the chains, so to speak, you're talking yardage and playing catch up because it, 
it's something that definitely needs to be definitely needs to be looked at and actually um and, and fixed. It, mate, it is a great question, and I would, I think that that is what every podcast, every radio station, every chat show in Buffalo is is talking about at the moment, mm. um, and they keep talking about the fact that we can't get into this rhythm, right? That that the offense isn't isn't doing what it, it isn't doing what it needs to do um there's various different elements of it that don't work at various times josh is off at the moment there's no question about that for me he looks as though he's dealing with whatever the injury was that he picked up um he's clearly not talking about it but he's not right at the moment there's even if you think back to the jags game at the start of this run there were easy passes there that he missed yeah. Same, same, um, same. Last week against the Giants, same against the Patriots. He's missing simple games. Offensive line in these last couple of games has suddenly gone to pieces in pass protection. Um, we're playing teams that don't have brilliant defensive fronts, and we're struggling big time against them. So Josh feels like he's under pressure an awful lot. Mm-hmm. The run game, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. Um, but it's it's it what's baffling to me is that we, we're going out and the last last three games, especially, the offense looks like they've never met each other. Yes, yeah. you know, it all seems horrendously predictable. It seems I think fairly easy to to guard against. Um, and I just feel like defenses have kind of worked us out. And there's one man that is responsible for making sure that our offense isn't isn't predictable. Like we've we seem to have gone through the stage where we only threw it to um, we only threw it to Stefan Diggs for a little while. Mm. Now he's like he, like after last week he'd obviously forgotten that we had Dalton Kincaid, and now he suddenly found remembered that he'd drafted Dalton Kincaid, and we've got him, so we better throw him the ball for a little while. So that's great. Um, but the, the offensive line looks rubbish, and there's one man that's responsible for all of this, and that's the offensive coordinator. So I reiterate, fuck Ken Dorsey. That guy last year proved proved that he wasn't good enough for this job. And everybody said, oh, you know, you've, you're you not going to win a Super Bowl with a rookie offensive coordinator. It's never happened before, but give him a year. He'll learn on the job. He'll get better and things will things will improve. This year's worse. Mm. He's absolutely incompetent. He's not up to the job. It's bland play calling. It's obvious, like... It, it, it just seems to follow whatever's whatever's been spoken about in the media that we go, oh, yeah, let's give that a go. Let's see if it works. Brilliant. That'll be good. We, um, to put it into context, Nate Geary went back and analyzed every second down that the offense had that was four yeah. yards, that was four yards or less on the final two drives. And I think that this yeah. was symptomatic for a lot of the, a lot of the game when, so you're playing in hurry up mode, You've got a chance to like attack. You need to attack the end zones. So any play that was four, there was there was six plays. Every single one of them was the same James Cook run. <laughs> the same play. The same play. Yeah. So it doesn't matter, even in the context of did he pick up the first down or not. 
because if it becomes that obvious and defenses aren't stupid and defenses a lot of the time has caught up this season if you look at the stats across the league touchdowns are down explosive plays are down passes downfield is down number of points is down across the entire league this year defenses have caught up with offenses mm. and our offense isn't isn't unpredictable enough in order to have stayed ahead of them and with a with a play caller that basically just go like it, it feels like he like sits up in his booth and goes oh, I don't know what should we um, uh, throw it to Diggs oh James Cook James Cook he can run it oh like we're in that situation again there are people who play Madden all the time that would be better offensive play callers than Ken Dorsey is right now. And again, do they do they play Madden on the easy set rather than the uh, the all pro set? Makes no difference. <laughs> yeah, makes no difference because yeah. what the the first thing you do when you're playing that game is that you don't make it. If you're playing someone else, you don't make it obvious that you do the same thing every fucking time. Mm. He does, and he's going up against like seasoned defensive coordinators in a season where offensive scoring is down league wide. He's just, he's useless. Yeah. There's no consistency. The team don't look ready to play. Um, is uh, I don't know what they're practicing. What they're coaching. Do we? Do we? Do we also put this on? As much as we also put on McDermott, well, the Dorsey. Do we put it on McDermott as well, especially on the defensive side as well as obviously the the offensive side? Because obviously he he can override in a way Ken Dorsey. On offense, I know he's a defensive-minded guy. He's a defensive coordinator. He mainly looks after the defense, but surely he needs to have an input on there. And the way he says they want to play complementary football, the Bills up until that point, the last few seasons, they've come out firing. They've come out explosive, and all of a sudden, obviously, they've talked about um, Josh Allen not running as much or not getting more scrambles out. Yep. Somewhat good, somewhat bad, but is it is McDermott another layer onto that blame on there? And do you think if the season plays out as it's going at the moment, do you see both of them saying goodbye, see you later on um, on Black Monday? Um, I've always been a very strong. Sean McDermott fan always been that way. And I've never, I've never said anything different to that up until this game. Mm. And this was, this was the first time where I, I sat after a game and I thought this isn't now like a, a weird blip. This is now three games in a row. This is a pattern where clearly you are unable to do anything about this. And with yeah. Sean McDermott, it's, he's obviously made the decision to become the de defensive coordinator. And I think that massively limits his ability to be able to do anything about the offensive side of the ball, because I think it's very tricky when he's making adjustments on the sideline and he's scheming this, he's talking to his guys, which is what he needs to do mm. to be able to keep fully apprised with what, offensive play calls that are coming in to the team. I think that's nigh on impossible, but that's a decision he made. That's, yeah. that, that's what he was going to do. And I think ultimately as the season plays out, the defense has been good. 
I think. I think they struggle ultimately in this one. The injuries are clearly playing a part. Um, yeah. they've lost they've lost big, big players. Um and that's that's clearly playing a part. However, I think that there needs to be questions made about the general manager here. When you've got teams like the Eagles realize they're in a Super Bowl window and they've got a chance, they go out and trade, they get an injury to um their starting safety and they go out and trade for Kevin Byard from the Titans for two late round picks. That's, mean, how, that's how a proper organisation is run. Yeah. And I mean, they, re- they realise they've got a hole. They realise they're in a Super Bowl window and they go and do what they need to do to fix the gap. We don't seem to do that. The one... Um, oh, you carry on, carry on. I, you go, you're on a rant. You're on a rant. I'm not going to interrupt. Go, go, go. With, with, with McDermott, I'm... I've, al- I've always backed the guy, but I am starting to question now if this is his level. Yeah. Is, is, is he a coach that's going to steady the ship? Is a coach that's going to get you into a position where your organization culturally and like morally, um, as they say on the Shout, Shout podcast, you know, it's all about great moral fiber, blah, blah, blah. They have all of that. Brilliant. And he will do that and he will get the team in the, in the right um, frame of mind. Mm. Can he? create a team that is explosive enough to win a Super Bowl um, across an entire season. He hasn't proven yet that he can do that. No. What's happening right now is, and I'm sick to death of the rhetoric that comes out in the post-match press conferences of, you know, we'll need to review the tape and we can't get in a rhythm and we need to fix it. Um, You know, we'll talk to the guys and blah, blah, blah. It's, It's shit. It's, it doesn't mean anything. As I put on, as I put on Twitter, after they put on one of their press conference videos on the Bills Twitter page, um, I listened to what Sean McDermott's got to say, and my response to it that's had something like two hundred likes, something, <laughs> something along the lines of, unless the words he's going to say are, um, we, we'd like to inform you that we are relieving Ken Dorsey of his duties. I don't want to hear it. Mm. Um, and uh, I do believe that if this season continues to go in the shitter, um, I I think Sean McDermott is firmly on the hot seat because it's it's quite an achievement to get to oversee a team that's got that level of talent on, on offense, a settled offensive line, one of the top five wide receivers in football, one of the top two or three quarterbacks in football. And, to produce that little. Yeah. I mean, that's, 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 that takes some talent to do. And yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, the only other devil's advocate that I'm playing, I'm going to play here. And this, I'm, I'm going, as we're doing, as, as you're having your, your rants, I'm just going through everything on, on Twitter. They can. One person's put on there that, the reason maybe they're not giving Dorsey the boot right now is because Alan handpicked him. Ah, fuck that. Do they have to go through? Do they have to go through Alan? Do they need to keep the franchise, the franchise no. guy happy, and no, keep him in there? Can they just go to him and say, "Josh, look, listen, you're seeing what's happening. You're seeing, you're seeing the plays on there. We're not, we're not getting the explosiveness that we have." 
we're going to need to let um, let Ken go. And also, I think I think people put on there about this um, EPA per um, per play and all that that the Bills in week five to seven have been the second best offense on there. I mean, stats are one thing, but is it you you've got to look at the execution side of it and with with Dorsey, do you just do you have that little word with Alan? Just take him to the side and say, listen, you are you've seen what's going on. We're not dialing anything up. We're not really we're slow. Can we actually do something? Can we change? And if so, who do they promote? They they, they can't get anyone in at this type of year, at this time of night. They may have to promote Joe Brady or Mike Shula on there. Maybe it'll be a bit more of a, a spark, but Dorsey, I agree. Dorsey has to has to light up or ship out. Yeah, it's just and it's just when and he doesn't and he doesn't he, he doesn't have the the capability to to light up. I, mm. I, I think he's a goner. I will be amazed. He should have been gone last year, um, and I will be amazed if he survives this. Um, so to, so to your point. Um, the, the EPA thing, I mean, whoever is responsible for coming up with that statistically doesn't watch the games. <laughs> Christ alive. The, the only thing that matters when it comes to how well a team is playing is the eye test, right? You watch the game, you can see how well they're doing. And this team is struggling. So it's like bullshit to uh, execution. Yeah, we're not, we're not executing brilliantly, but the players mm-hmm. are dialed up are crap. And there's no variation in it. There's no ingenuity in it. Um, it's just it's monotonous, and and frankly, if the execution isn't very good, that falls on him as well. He's yeah. the one that's ultimately responsible for getting these guys ready to play, and for mm. making sure that his coaching staff is making sure that they're ready to play, and coming up with a scheme that fits with the skill set that you've got. And if if it's not working, what we're doing, change it. Put them, put them in a better position to win. And he can't do it. Regarding yeah. Josh Allen and the fact that he handpicked Ken Dorsey, bollocks to that. Um, I don't care who it is. There's plenty rumour that Stefan Diggs can't stand the guy, that he thinks he's a fucking clown. And like he's been rumoured to have been heard at the end of last season and half the reason that he did his not showing up at the start of this season is because of Ken Dorsey. And, you know, there's rumour that he, he's been heard in huddles saying to the guys, stop listening to him. Mm. As in, let's do what we know works. Stop listening to that prick. Stefan Diggs would be the happiest wide receiver in football if Ken Dorsey was to get the sack today. He'd yeah. Be, he'd be delighted. Josh Allen's not a baby. He'll get over it. And, he, and winning cures all. Regardless of if Ken Dorsey could be his best mate, I don't care. He's losing with him at the moment and Ken Dorsey is letting Josh Allen down and I know that there's a lot of people who think that Josh Allen is part of the problem um, and I don't necessarily disagree with that because he's not playing well but when you let Josh Allen be Josh he's he's, he's the best player in the game yeah he's no, at, the exactly. minute, at the minute as you said it feels like that that spark has been coached out of him mm. he's because you can't tell me that a, a baller like Josh doesn't want to 
like pick up first downs in those kind of scenarios that he was so explosive in last season. And, yeah. and he's just not, there's times that he's looking for a pass and then like dumping off things that he's overthrowing when there's acres of space in front of him where last season he would have taken off and picked up first. <sighs> I, uh, I mean, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to see if there is any correlation between Dabo and Dorsey and the fact that Alan obviously he, he's not rushing as much. Maybe that is a case that he's actually he's actually done himself not to run as much or get design plays as much because he's obviously preserving his his health and lifespan as a um, as a, an elite or top tier quarterback. Yeah, I, also, I get that. You can, he can slide. He can run out of bounds. He doesn't need to like spin inside and take that another hit that he was doing previously. But there's if you've got acres of space, take off. And he's not. Yeah, and the the other thing is obviously is reads as well because there were times in that um, in the Patriots game that actually um, that they he could have. Dumped it down. I think there was one where it'd been blitz and Shakir was was open. He could have dropped down the interception. He pretty much stared down who was going to throw to to make it an easy interception for Peppers oh. on that first play. God, is yeah. it is it a case that he's been out? He's been the way he's been coaching, or is it just a case that the plays he's been given? He's, he's been told to stick to those plays. He's your. He's going to be your read on that play. Don't don't deviate anywhere else, and that's what's making him easier, and what's making these interceptions more easier. Because you've seen it with with Diggs. Most of the time, he's targeted Diggs. He's looked at Diggs, and Diggs can make that play. Other times, he's looking, and either the either the receiver is not there, or he's overthrown it and just stared down so much that he hasn't frozen the safety. And the safety can get over and help. Yeah. Yeah, he's not playing well, no question. And that, I mean, the first interception, I think he just missed the guy. Um, and that's not the Josh Allen that we've seen in the last mm. couple of years. He just, I think he just totally missed Jabril Peppers. Um, I, don't, I mean, he didn't look like he making that type of mistake again for the rest of the game. But I think some of the interceptions, yeah, you are. I think you're right that he was he was too, he's been too focused on Stefan Diggs. That wasn't quite as much the case in this game. Yeah. But, um, I, I, but again, I allude back to the fact that if Josh is struggling, let's put him in a position whereby he can be successful. Let's dial up some plays where we can get him going with easier passing. I think that he's he's missed that Cole Beasley type safety blanket like slot receiver. Maybe mm-hmm. Dalton Kincaid is going to be that. I would. I mean, I was going to talk about Dawson Knox on this podcast and fuck me how that guy, um, we're paying him this season more than Travis Kelsey is being paid this season. And mm. he's useless at catching the ball. Might be able to block really well. Good lad, top man. If that's worth $14 million to be able to block well, then Christ, yeah. pretty sure I can, I'm pretty sure I'm worth a million <laughs> when it comes to it. Um, so he's obviously it's it, the news this evening. Um, we're recording on Monday, is that he has it, he's gonna have to have surgery on an injured wrist, um, which means that we're out at the minute indefinitely. Who knows? Um, I think it's horrible to say, but I don't think it's a big loss. 
No. I think it's you look at the throw when we were when we were down the fourth down shot that he took. That's a great, do, yeah, yeah, great shot, a great throw by Allen. Hits him right in the numbers, and it's a contested catch. But Dawson Knox has got to catch that ball. Mm. Absolutely has to, and he didn't. And it's the, it's a pattern that is repeating itself almost every game now where there's a big, he has a big drop that's a big momentum shift. And I mean, I'm sad for him that he's injured, but I, and I also don't think that they've, they have had this massive focus on this 12 formation, 12 personnel with two tight ends. The yeah. fact that Orson's gone, um, you're going to be forced to pivot back to, 11 personnel again with one tight end, more wide receivers. I don't think it's a bad thing. It gets Shakir in the game more. It gets Harty in the game more. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm quite happy with that. Um, let's, I think it's time to let Dalton Kincaid cook and see what he can do. Let's make him be that slot guy that Allen seems to, be, seems to be missing. The offensive line needs to step up big time. Um, and prove that they're worth their money because they've gone off the boil a little bit. There's there's a lot of work needs to happen. And as I needed to at the beginning, fuck Ken Dorsey. I just don't think he is the guy to be able to turn this around. Yeah. I mean, I mean, obviously we can go on and on about this offense. The defense as well needs needs a bit of a, a grilling as well. We've we faced we faced at least two teams. This seat well, the last two weeks, they've given up quite a load of of sacks, and yet in those two games, we've only we what had about three, four sacks. Yeah. Yes, we missed Oliver. We missed Daquan Jones. Hopefully, Oliver's back for Thursday. Obviously, Daquan's going to be out for a little bit longer, but there is there needs a step up somewhere. There needs to be someone. Had these depth, we we rave and fans rave about the um the depth we have on the defensive line. Sean McDermott raves about the defense, the depth on the defensive line. Yet we struggle to to get pressure on Mac Jones and this offense and this offensive line of the Patriots, and they had guys struggling with injuries and all that. You're just trying to think to yourself. Von Miller's obviously still coming back, so they're going to still bleed him in. He only had six six plays all in the first quarter, quarter and a half. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then from then on, that the defence just decided to just go to sleep. Now, is it a case? I'm... It is because of the, all the injuries that we've actually got. And bear in mind, Dane Jackson... Um, Christian Benford, Teron Johnson, Nicka Hyde, and Jordan Poyer played a hundred percent of those snaps. I think Bernard did as well. There were only yeah. six players that played a hundred percent of those snaps, and they they hauled off Dorian Williams before the first half, which I thought was odd, to be honest, because yeah. I don't think he was playing badly, and and I think Tyrell Dodson was worse. Yeah. So is it is it a case that? We are worried that we're not executing now in all three. And again, this goes back to not just only obviously Ken Dorsey and obviously this offense, but what we said about McDermott. Is he taking on too much by being the defensive coordinator and head coach? Yes, he has been aggressive. There's been times where he's actually um 
he he's been aggressive actually done those plays got good got good momentum from it but against teams like the giants and the patriots who are give up sacks for for money that we couldn't we couldn't penetrate that and that would change the game is it is it a case that it's injuries or is it scheme and depth that's actually causing this defense to to not to, to stutter a lot more than it was in the first four games of the um, of the season so this is injuries for me i um i i don't think you can overplay how big an impact daquan jones had had in the early part of the season um and the fact that he's now obviously not there anymore um i think is a, a massive massive issue for us and a, and a hole that we've really struggled to to fill um ed oliver didn't play in this game either um and mm. so you're losing your your first your starting two interior d-line guys i i think is a big problem i think it was causing daquan jones especially massive issues that jordan phillips and tim settle et al just can't replicate um, Greg Rousseau, I think, is a, is a good player, but is still kind of learning. Um, and Von Miller's obviously coming back. Leonard Floyd has been has been okay, but I think that it's. I think there's a massive in any team. I don't care who you are. If you take your your starting two defensive tackles and your best linebacker out of out of a mix. And your best pass rusher coming back off a season-ending injury and still on snap counts—that's mm. that's that's four of your best front six. Not not yeah. currently there. Every team in the league would struggle with that. Mm. And I don't know what your depth are. They're still backups for a reason. You know, Tim Settle is not as good as Daquan Jones. And yeah. Jordan Phillips is not good as Ed Oliver. So when that front four is fit, I'm I'm very, very comfortable with how they play. They've got major injuries at the moment. The the, the wide linebacker position in place of Matt Milano is, is a worry. They clearly don't know what which way they're going to go with it. I personally, I don't think it sends a very good message to put Dorian Williams in for just under half a game and then take him out because we didn't look yeah. any better than Tyrell Dodson. I thought we looked worse, if anything. I, I said in the last couple of weeks that they need to trade for somebody. Um, they don't seem intent on doing that. So what, we're just going to bumble along for the rest of the season and like figure out as we go, crack in? Well, that's great. Um, for me, this is injuries. I, th- I think we're not disrupting the um, – the Giants game was the same. And this game, we're playing two teams there that had really, really suspect offensive lines and quarterbacks that we should have been able to hit early and often, and we didn't in either. And we made our our defense made Mac Jones look like an all pro. Yeah, and this is, and this That's is a guy. Right. That was one of my tweets so on on Sunday, and yeah. that 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 what really annoyed me on there the fact that he, he's not a decent quarterback, and yet he only missed what four throws, I think. In the whole game and that game winning drive at the end which the defense just almost seemed to roll over give away stupid penalties oh, and all pen- that was the penalties christ alive 
that that game-winning drive was Matt Jones' first since his rookie season. Mm-hmm. Thirty-three yeah. games between that his first one and his second game-winning drive. Yeah, and then obviously people I see I saw people tweeting once they scored it twelve seconds. Yes, the Chiefs beat us in thirteen seconds. Could we beat the could we beat the patient in twelve seconds? No. Because no. And let's and let's not forget this this is a team that have over their last four games before this one had scored thirty points total mm. in four games. And then we let them score twenty-nine on us. Yeah. Now I, I do think you have games where the last couple of games the defense has balled out. We kept, um, we kept the Giants to nine points, um, and they were right, right up to the end against the Jags. I think the defense like kept us in the game, in the game in London. Um, here, here they didn't play well. Yeah, and, uh, but I do think you're going to get games throughout a season where your defense isn't going to play brilliantly, especially with the number of injuries that we had, and um, you need your offense to win you a game. And and at the minute, our offense doesn't look like it's capable of like beating an egg, let alone like beating a professional NFL franchise. It's just they're so shit. Yeah, and I mean before before we go talk about the Bucks, there's two things that we're obviously going to do. We're going to talk about our players that we actually um have, um said as our players to watch, and I went I. I obviously let everyone have a little breath after the game, about an hour after the game and all that, and asked them what's gone wrong and how to fix it. And <laughs> it's interesting to see some of the responses on here. And I'm gonna go through I'm gonna go through a fair few of them on there. We've got one there from Simon Jones, who he goes, Stop approaching losing record teams as just having to show up. We accept the defence will struggle without the players on IR, but don't rock up and try crazy plays in the first series. There was a route to win easily against the Giants and the Pats, but they allowed it to become a slog fest. Yep. Which is which is agreeable and 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 and, and, to, the, and to the first point, I, I, I'm not so sure that we're turning up and expecting to win easily. I mm. just think that we're coaching isn't getting these guys in a position to put them in the best place to win. Um, I don't think any NFL player, there's no easy games in the NFL. And I don't believe that anyone is turning up complacent, assuming that we're going to win easily against, against teams with worse records. But Bill Belichick outcoached our, outcoached our coaches. In yeah. Um, Where's another one? Um, Nigel Gordon going, the confidence levels are zero and we're relying too heavily on clutch plays on offense. The D who have regularly dug us out of trouble are now thin on the ground. The coaching staff need to step up, especially on play calling. Yeah, 100%. He's bang on. I mean, that's that's exactly it. We're we're hoping that Josh can play hero ball, which he's not been able to do at the moment. Injuries Mm. and coaching. Yep, bang on. John Barnard, injuries and D's have coincided with a massive drop in production with the offense. Yep. We've looked lost since we spanked the Dolphins. Josh isn't scrambling and we've dropped too many passes. We'd have beaten the Giants and the Pats comfortably last year. Yep. yep. Again, agree with that one. 
Yeah. Um, we say that we should, last year we would have beaten them comfortably. We went through this period as well last year. Mm. I remember coming up against the, that Jets team where we thought we would turn up and batter them, and um, and they and they beat us. Yeah, and that was coaching again. And I remember having very similar conversations on the pod after that game. Mm. Our offensive coordinator is just not good enough. He cannot consistently put an offense on the field that is ready to go and like explosive enough to be able to put these teams away. We should we should be like let's not beat around the bush. We should be beating the Patriots by two touchdowns. Easily. Yeah. We should be beating the Giants easily. by two or three touchdowns. Yeah, easily. And the fact that we are not says it speaks to it's our shite coaching rather than anything else. Yeah. Um obviously we've got um another one well oh. Jesus Christ, where they gone? It's, it's disappeared from me. Oh, there it is. Um, from my good mate, Saxa Dave. Um, Pats dominated on both sides of the balls, which pretty much they did. Yep. The O-line was a revolving door, and I praised um, Torrance in the um, in the preview game. Obviously, he gave up a couple of pressures, a hurry and a sack, him Morse up the middle. And this is a... It's an offensive line that gave up penalties. Um, and it was a line that didn't have Matt Judon, probably for one of the, the last few years, been one of the best pass rushing defenders in there. And yet you've let you let Barrymore, Goodchard, and whoever else on that line to actually really disrupt and actually force the incompletions and the scrambles from from Allen. Yeah. And I'm going to probably pick a few more because I say there's so many. There's so many on there. I think um, in the trenches, both sides of the ball, offensive line and defensive line, just just didn't impact the game at all um, in our favour. And again, it's you know that's the coaching. Yeah, um, get, them ready, get them ready to play. And <laughs> if and I understand that you know players are going to be form is inconsistent. Players are going to like not play great. Osiris Torrance is a rookie and he's going to have games where he doesn't play well. But it's the best teams don't have those dips or they have other players that bail them out. And at the minute, we've just got everything, out of everything that's working, nothing's working. Yeah, um, got a couple of me here saying no single fix, no signing off. Alan regressing, bottom tier defence, coaching awful. Obviously, with Casey, Philly, Miami, Jets coming up, um, we've started strong, but later on, teams have figured it out. This time, it's been the opposite way. Yeah. Again, offense um, offense in the first half performances, the offense clicking, um, roster management's one of the bad problems. And obviously, we've got over a week now to trade deadline. We Maybe we trade. We, we probably won't. Um, there. We, because I, I don't feel like we're bold enough to go and do it. Where it, our window is rapidly closing with this yeah. with this team. There's there's a few aging elements to it. There's a lot of players who are coming back now off multiple injuries. Um, Stefan Diggs, bless him, isn't getting any younger. Um, the, the, those safeties aren't going to be around forever. Who knows what player you're going to get back in Trey White? Who knows what player you're going to get back in Matt Milano? Um, there's there's a lot of questions 
and yeah, you, you think... feel like it's, who knows what team we're going to have next year with players that are potentially on their way out, or you know, if it, if the season goes really in the shit, does Stefan Diggs think fuck this? If I want to win, if I want to win a ring, I need to go to a team that's going to allow me to do that. Yeah, and he's thrown his toys out the pram to to engineer a trade. Um, who knows where we are? And yeah. I, I I think you're right. We need to trade. We, we defensively, we need to go and trade for someone. Everyone's talking about Deontay, um, Devontae Adams, um, to go and get a second, but second pass catcher to make us that that bit more explosive. I wouldn't be against that in the slightest. When you look at teams like Miami, mm. the Miami GM or the Eagles GM, Dougie, is it Rosenhaus? Yeah. In this, if he was if he was GM of our team, this roster would not be the same after the trade deadline. He yeah. would make he would make moves to make to make put us in the best position to win the game. He yeah. would go and get a second wide receiver. He would go and get a like he did last season with um, with AJ Brown from the Titans. He realized that he needed to get someone on the other side of the ball from Devon Smith. Went and got him on it. Went and got him in a trade. He's realised he's got an injury in his secondary, much like a team like Buffalo have got. He's gone and got uh, one mm-hmm. of the best, one of the best in the league in Kevin Byard, who is available at relatively low cost because the Titans are seemingly yeah. Tank. This we we do nothing. Yeah, we do nothing. The Dolphins GM exactly the same. They want to win a ring, and they're willing to chuck their eggs in the basket to go and do it. So they'll make the moves to put them in a best position to have the best roster to win a game. Yeah, and that brings yeah. on to the last this put, brings on to the last tweet that on this um on this thread and that pretty much sums it up and this probably is going to sum up some more over the next um Eric, um if I pronounce that name right regardless of the sport the ownership is ob- obligated to put the team in the best position to win. Yep. And the Bills' offense hasn't been in that position for two years. Yep, that's the that's probably the tweet that sums that sums probably this whole season up so far. That now they're seeing these struggles. Being we've got ten draft picks this year, we can use next year's ones as well. I know they're probably not going to get rid of any of the first three. We've got the compensatory third round pick. Maybe if something does come up like a certain maybe, or Jalen Johnson, the Bears, then yeah, get rid of the second or third on there. But there's no way they're really going to try and get rid of any of those picks. But you've got six or seven picks but, from rounds four four to seven. But we, but Matt, we're, we're, we're talking about you're not going to give up second or third round picks. Why not? Well, no, no, I, don't, I, I haven't said. Personally, I would give them up. But yeah. this, I'm, I'm talking from... I'm talking like brandon being philosoph- philosophy because the way well, he's- i get it i get it but why why shouldn't he because no, yeah. we, we look at his record in our second and third round picks and it's yeah. hardly fucking you know we're not drafting pro bowlers in our second and third round picks mm. so if for a couple of years we give up some second and third round picks even a first rounder for crying out loud if we do that for players who are established like pro bowl level players like a Devonte Adams, like a Patrick Satan, people of that caliber. Why not? 
Because yeah. the, the Dolphins do. They go out and they'll give up the picks to go and get the guys. You're you're giving away. It's the Rams' philosophy, but it won them a Super Bowl. Yeah, give up, give up the picks to go to go and win you the big dance because you get in the players that you know can do it. Mm. If we traded for a Devonte Adams and we traded for a Patrick Satan and we gave up a couple of lower round picks for a linebacker off a team that's tanking, like the Panthers or someone like that, and why why not? Because yeah. if you can't tell me that you tell you say to Josh, oh, I'm going to give you Devonte Adams to throw the ball as well. He's, what's he going to do? Go, ah, oh, no. The thing is, I'd rather have that. I'd rather gamble that on a potential somebody next season who might be brilliant, who might not be. You, you t- who would you rather have, Devontae Adams or some bloke in a in a draft in the first round next year? You'd rather have Devontae Adams. Oh, yeah. Time. Uh, I just think, it, uh, are we serious about winning the Super Bowl or are we not that fussed? Because at the minute well, it feels think- like we're not that fussed. Yeah, no, obviously I, I agree, and I think I think looking at it, I think right now we've got too many holes. We've got obviously we've got ten picks. Maybe maybe you just do that. You just throw all the picks away yeah. to actually get those to get, get three, those positions. Yeah, go get three players: a wide receiver, a corner, and a linebacker. Go and sort it out. No, not a defensive tackle. I don't think so. No, because I think when Ed Oliver's back fit. Um, I think we that's a position where we do have a lot of depth. They're not as good as Daquan Jones, but I think that a lot of that will be helped by um, getting the other guys reps and Von Miller continuing his his recovery. Um, I think our front four will be okay. I think we're struggling more that we've missed Matt Milano more and we've missed Corner more than um, than we will do a, a Daquan Jones. Although I do happen to like bizarrely, I think that Daquan Jones is probably our are the best player that's that's been lost, but mm. I think we've, we've got enough depth there to figure it out. And you're not going to be able to fill every single hole. Yeah, um, Gabe, Gabe we... Davis is just. I mean, uh, <laughs> <sighs> how, how, how many catches did he have? One, Who? one, one for six yards. Gabe oh, Davis. Davis. Yeah, I mean, like he is not wide receiver two. Yeah, he's. It, He's just no, he's he's not proven he's nowhere near good enough. I um, think, yeah. I think I think before we I think we finish up on this with just a quick brief overview of our two picks on there. Um, obviously, I went for um, who did I go for? I, I just I had I just listened to the episode. I had it written down. I just lost it. Obviously, Jordan Poyer, and I had Dalton Kincaid my two picks, and obviously Poyer. Had a better game. Yes, we didn't get an interception on there, but 10 total tackles, a sack, two quarterback hits, forced the fumble, um, the one of the ball back. And then Kincaid, obviously now we've got a lot more of the possession, 70, 78 yards or 75 yards, um, started eating to more of Knox's um, snaps. And obviously now he's going to be the number one tight end in this um in this uh, in this team going forward and it's it's something to to really look at and still need to get that offense and play calling right and execute it perfectly to to see it grow a bit more yeah and you had you had Murray Brilliant. 
and Mika Hyde. He did. He did all right. Michael Hyde did okay. Murray um, was obviously, I think, was dwarfed by James Cook having a pretty solid game and getting the vast majority of the touches. The one thing I don't, the one thing I don't get, I get about that is why they're having Murray open now. Yeah, that's that's the one thing you've got Cook who's who's explosive and doing well, and yet you're running out Octavius Murray more and then sprinkling James Cook. That's that, that's. Uh, Mate, it's uh, fuck Ken Dorsey. <laughs> Let's give you the recurring theme. I'm going to make that the headline of the um of yeah. the of the show, the um, the title of the show, fuck Ken Dorsey. <laughs> but let's let's briefly move into the Bucks. It's a it's a short week. Um, I think pretty much it's. I've said this the last week. I'm going to say it this week with the run coming up where we've got Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles in there, sprinkling the Jets and all that. Is this a game that will make and break this season? Going into going into the Bengals game four and four, Miami potentially winning. Okay, they lost to a team with a winning record. Shock horror. Who would actually thought that they were actually a good team that they can beat anyone, but yeah, only beat teams with losing records. Man, but, I've got to say, if you uh, if you've not watched that game yet, go and watch it and have a look at some of the officiating because my <laughs> god, it was suspect to say <laughs> the best. The Eagles got bailed out on more than one occasion. The softest roughing the passer call I think I've ever seen. Um, yeah, it was. And we haven't actually mentioned the 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 call on that final drive from the Patriots. The mm. picked up the flag for the ineligible man downfield. Um, which, if that was us, in mm. in like one of the other games that we've played this year, that's been called a hundred percent at the time. That for me, the center is is a long way downfield. It's a penalty, um, and that play should never have been. But it's what's most annoying is the fact that we put ourselves in a position where we allowed the officials to influence the game that way because mm. it should have been out of sight. Yeah. And I think so. So going, so going back to preview would going four and four really be a, um, be a bad thing for this, for this team going, going forwards. And obviously it's an NFC, it's an NFC team. We're, we're already losing, lost a few games in the AFC. Man, uh, if we, if we lose this game, Pack up the season. We're done. Pack it up. I've, I've, I'm already calling us as being as we're not winning this division. Um, I think that like we're already one and two in the division now, and I, I, I think that that's going to be difficult to recover from. <laughs> I think the the Dolphins are going to be good enough to win enough games throughout the rest of the season, regardless of their schedule. I cannot see us winning the division. Um, in terms of like, there's a lot more bad teams in the AFC than I think we suspected that there would be. But going up against teams like the Browns, the Jets, even the Bengals are only three and three, but head like trending in the right direction. Um, Ravens, the, the Ravens, exactly. Well, feel, I mean, the Ravens are going to win their going to win their division, I think. And I'm. I'm saying now, Chiefs, Dolphins, Ravens, Jags will win their respective divisions. So we are now 
in a position whereby we're battling for a wild card and if we we can't afford to lose too many more games where we should easily be winning because our run coming up is incredibly tricky and it, it wouldn't if we keep playing like we are we won't we won't make the playoffs no i think uh, i think as as, you, as people pointed out and they've said the the last year we were in the same sort of position we had that lull and then we went on that on that run i just feel injuries are going to are going to cost us a lot more, especially on defense, because we're coming up against. Um, okay, Baker Mayfield. He's not. He's not the quarterback that everyone thought he was. He's still a very. He's still a good. Like uh, let's call him a bridge. A bridge QB one. Yeah. Um, on there, he can win games, and like we saw with Tyrod against um, the Redskins, and a little bit against against us. He's one of those bridge quarterbacks that. He's not going to set the world alight, but he's got weapons around him that can actually help elevate that offense. And it's the one thing that I'm now worried about is is the fact that we're going with Benford and Jackson against Mike Evans and Chris Goodwin. Yeah. You've got to somehow, you've got to now hope that something happens and you've got to maybe go six six defensive backs just trying to actually stop them leaving you vulnerable on the pass rush and as much as Tampa Bay have been been average this year they're still a dangerous team on both sides of the ball and the way we're acting you just you struggle to see where they potentially can the Bills can potentially win this game and it, that's the one thing that even though I've been positive all the way through, you've got to look at it and think Benford against Mike Evans, who's torching everyone. Jackson, who, yes, last season he had a decent season. This season he's been okay. He's not been stellar like he has last season against Godwin. And then you've got, I can't remember who their slot guys are, but you've got Bernard and probably Tyrell Dodson. They're probably going to start Tyrell Dodson alongside Bernard and you've got them to contend with as well as potentially Hyde and Poyer either coming down to help them or going out to help Benford and Jackson it's there's just I'm just wondering if injuries are going to play that much and you're right we could be facing a four and four and an uphill battle to get um to get through to to the playoffs yeah, it, for, for me, this is another game where we should win easily. Mm. Um, you know, when if you, you look at their offense in to, total yards, they're 27th in the league, rush yards, they're 29th in the league, put average points scored, they're 26th in the league. That offensively, they're rubbish, despite the fact that the players that they've got, they're not doing it, they're not, they're not performing mm. well. Um, but Against us at the minute, they might only need to score twice, <laughs> yeah, and, that, and that's enough to beat us. It's their their defense isn't terrible. They've still got a lot of the same pieces that they of the Super Bowl team. Um, they're just a little bit older and not again not particularly coached fantastically well. Um, but I just think I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I think we. I think we should win the game, but. Mm. 
I'm not going to put any money on it because <laughs> we I've I've now been bitten three weeks in a row. I thought I thought I thought we'd beat the Jags. I thought that that was going to be a blip because of London, and then the Giants happened. And then I thought, oh well, you know, we've shaken it off now. We'll be fine against the Patriots. Mm. Awful. And now here we are, probably against a team that's better than all those three. Yeah. And we're like, okay, well, surely we've got this. Is the game where it's going to click, right? And yeah. I think the I just, key. I'm not. I'm not confident at all anymore. No. I think the key, the main key for the for the offense is is to get back to to last year. Now with Dawson Knox out. We can focus more, and we have more success on the one personnel on there. And you've got wide receivers that can make plays. Hearty, I mean, he started to become a bit more involved in the slot. Shakir had a had a decent game yeah. against the um, against the Patriots. Obviously, you've got James Cook, who's now starting to show his pass catching ability as well as his run prowess and. It's just now trying to get that offense, and we talked about it all earlier. Just getting that offense gelling and just get executing a plan, whether it be short intermediate balls down the middle or to a side Josh actually likes, making sure that we get players open. Yeah, that is going to be the key to it. They're gonna if we have to hold on to the ball for quite some time. Their cornerbacks are still are still good. They will they will lock down that and they'll give more pressure on that O line. And we've seen that when Josh when the O line gives Josh actually good amount of time, he will carve a defense up. But the more pressure the offense is um the offensive line's on, the more Josh will scramble, improvise, and that's where obviously the the mistakes and the inceptions will will come back to haunt us, and it's it's just trying to build that that um, execution game plan and making sure that they don't fall too far behind the um, the numbers on on each down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's I'd yeah I don't know. It's I think you need to throw out the playbook. Whatever Ken Dorsey, fuck Ken Dorsey, by the way. Whatever he's doing um, this year. I'd like to think that Sean McDermott is going to go in there, grab his playbook, throw it out, find the <laughs> find the playbook from 2021, and say, "Can you use that, please?" Um, <laughs> because that that's that's the team that we need to be again. Get Josh, get Josh running, get him flinging the ball around. Let's get some wide receivers open. Um, yeah, it's. Big changes needed, man. Confidence. Uh, I I've never seen confidence as low as it is. I've never seen Josh in a press conference after the game, directly after the game, giving the one-word answers that he was giving last time. Have you got confidence in your uh, confidence in your offensive play caller? Yes. Okay. Cool. He looks. He looks pissed off. He's probably pissed off with his own performance. But something's got to change. Yeah. Or this season is going to ebb away, and we're going to become a, a nothing team. I just, I fear, I fear, Matt. Honestly, I'm like, I think back to those 13 seconds against the Kansas City Chiefs, and I, I wonder if that was our opportunity to go and get a ring. That team in that season, um, that was that was the chance, and and we blew it in those 13 seconds, and we're just not the same team anymore. Asia. 
Okay, can, I, can I just can I say that? What? Sorry. Can I say fuck Leslie Frazier? Oh, I mean, uh, absolutely, fuck Leslie <laughs> Frazier. Yeah, quite right. And but at least he had the at least he did the honourable thing and fucked off. Yeah. Why can't Ken Dorsey have done that? And, mm. and if he wasn't willing to fuck off himself, someone should have told him to fuck off. Because as I've mentioned, I don't know if I've said it or, or not yet, but fuck Ken Dorsey. I don't think you have. And everything he stands for. He needs to fuck off. And when he gets there, he needs to fuck off some more. Because <laughs> if that guy is an offensive coordinator in the NFL, then so am I. That's all right. We'll get, we'll get your CV over. So last thing then, don't have to go into too much detail about why you're choosing him. Your two players to watch and your score prediction. If you want to do a score prediction. Um, okay, let's go with um, let's go with. You Tyron can use Kincaid now if you want, because you you missed a week, so you can if you want to go Kincaid. <laughs> I'm gonna. <laughs> um, so yeah, Tyrell Dodson, um, only because he seem he'll probably get the start. I don't necessarily think he'll be any good, but I think it'll be interesting to watch how he does. Um, and yeah, I'm going to go back to um, to Kincaid. I picked him the week before when he was obviously uh, he had the concussion, so wasn't there. I think that with um, Dawson Knox out of the way, he becomes an integral part of this offense. I'd like to see him lined up, not necessarily out wide, but from as a tight end that's mm. busting out, busting out into the slot. Let's get. Let's get Stefan out there again. And I'm hoping that that gives people like Deontay Harty and Khalil Shakir, Shakir especially, actually, that little bit of a license to get on the field more and let's see what they can do. But yeah, yeah. Don King. Mine's going to be Dane Jackson. Um, okay. the, the fact that it was between him and Benford, I mean, I wish I could choose both of them on there, but they're going to be the ones that are going to need to step up quite a bit um, with the, say, the two wide receivers they're going at. And for offense, I'm going to go, I was thinking about going left field just to annoy you and say Ken Dorsey. <laughs> Fuck Ken Dorsey. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm probably, I'm probably going to go with Khalil Shakir on that. Yeah, good shout. He would have been, he- been my second choice. Because now we now we've seen what he could what he could do when they went back to the one one personnel. You've got you'll have Diggs and Kincaid taking away most of the snaps. Davis potentially a little bit more, but then you've got Shakir who who has actually shone when he's actually been on the on the field and actually received has yeah. shone quite a bit on there. So it's something that definitely to to watch out watch out for. I mean, but knowing knowing Ken Dorsey. He probably won't see the field. Oh, that's your, that's your thing. Yeah, he probably, probably won't even see the field. <laughs> do, you want to do, do you want to do a score prediction or are you just giving up on score predictions? Oh, we just look like dickheads each week, don't we? Where we're, oh, well, this should be the game that we eventually win. I don't know. <laughs> God knows. God knows. 17-10. Okay. You're not going to say 2-2. Two, 17-10 two. is going to be the scoreline regardless. doesn't matter who's big. Yeah. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna go oh fucking hell I'm gonna have to probably do this. No, I'm gonna go seventeen fourteen. I'm going I'm going one score game. Not saying which way because you can't tell right now what, what way it's gonna go. I mean the last few weeks I said we'll be hanging about forty points. <laughs> yeah. Giants and the Patriots. And we, and, and we should have done. And then what happened? We we put up what seventeen, nineteen points, twenty no, twenty-two points against the the Patriots and what fourteen points on the Giants. So I'm gonna say I'm gonna say they're gonna put up either fourteen or seventeen points on there, more than likely gonna be the fourteen, but seventeen fourteen is my is my prediction on that. This the big, the bigger prediction is are we going to score a touchdown in the first half? No. And, and do you know what? If that happens, if we lose this game and it's the same thing again, I don't see how Ken Dorsey survives. No, I don't see other- how that. I don't see how that can be allowed to happen. That we that that is us basically saying okay, <coughs> that's this season done. Then don't worry about it. Let's just keep going and like who gives a shit. The one thing I want to see is if the Bills do win the toss, they've always deferred. I want to see them, if they win the toss, go out and start the game and see what happens there because they get out, they're fresh, they're actually, um, they, they, they can set the tempo. Yeah. I mean, you see with with the Ravens against the Lions. Lions, they've not, Lions have not been a, a, a bad team this year. Yeah. Baltimore won the toss and what they put up, what, 28 points? Lamar was at, in the first half on pace to get about 700 total yards. The fact yeah. that they was that good and there's just a the momentum built and we put the pressure on on the off on the opposition first would probably be better than us actually um deferring then the letting the opposition offense put pressure on and then we make a mistake and then the offense, the opposition actually put on more points and then we're playing catch up. I'd rather see us go out first and put pressure on that offense. We and we seem we do seem to be struggling against the the, the scripted plays at the start of games. Mm. Um, you know where teams go out with the first couple of series that they know what they're gonna do. And we're we're struggling at the minute to cope with like the, the offense that's ready and doing the plays that's practiced and yeah, so maybe that helps start the game first, see if you can get seven, a seven on the board right from the start. But, I mean, Christ alive, if you, if we were to go through our, our first possessions in the last couple of um, games that we've had, it's I, th- I think, obviously, first possession against New England was one play, so brilliant. Um, first possession against the Giants was a three and out with... I think three yards rushing first possession against the Jaguars was a three and out. And you think, well, do we want to start that? Do we want to just go and get another three and out again? And mm. it's, I don't know. It, 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 it's so one many, of these there's, there's so many, so many questions going into a game where, there's, and there's one we, answer. we should be on the, on the crest of a wave right now. Having won our last three, we should be loving it. They came over to London. We won. Then we've had two easy games against the Giants and the Patriots. We should be like flying now, thinking, oh, Buccaneers, that's brilliant. Before we go into the tough game against the Bengals, 
And here we are staring down being a 500 team. Fuck Ken Dorsey. Yeah. So I was going to say there's only one answer, um, one answer to that question. Um, and you've just given the answer right there. Fuck Ken Dorsey. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, it's, it's a Thursday night. Um, it's a Thursday night game. Um, so not, it's got to the point, Matt, where I'm not even sure I want to stay up and watch it. No, because I'm just like, I don't want to start watching a game at one in the morning for that shit show that mm. we're inevitably going to put on. If we don't start, start scoring points until four in the morning, Christ alive, it's just, it's hard enough being a British NFL fan at the best of times, but having to watch this dross at two in the morning, yeah. I don't, I'm just don't know. I, I know I'll end up watching it, but Jesus Christ. It's, um... You probably end up, you probably will. You say you won't, but you probably will. You'll be there right at the beginning going, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. No, yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. And then and then we'll go three now. Josh will throw an interception on the second possession. We'll be 10 0 down and we'll be like, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. And 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 on that note, I think we've ranted a bit uh, a bit too long on here. Um it's obviously follow all three of us. Um Robin, he should be back from Singapore by the time we do the next show. Fingers crossed. Um he missed out on all the fun. Um, follow all of us on our socials. Follow obviously the UK Bills and the podcast on on the socials. And for Mark and his catchphrase, fuck Ken Dorsey. It's me, Matt, saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for listening, and let's go Buffalo Bills. Yeah, no, no, no. You don't know anything about Mark. You don't know anything about Mark. Huh? That's who we are. Bills on three. One, two, three. Bills.